Hey now, and welcome back to another episode of the Passionate Stewardship Podcast, a podcast for helping professionals who strongly believe in supporting their community and the humans who live there. I am your host, Dr. Sherry. So I want to start this episode off with a happy, happy, happy birthday to one of the most amazing human beings in this world, my son, Juwan. He just celebrated 27 on the 16th of this month, and he faithfully listens to this podcast. So, son, I love you, and I am so proud of the man that you have become. Happy birthday, baby. Okay, let's keep moving before I get all verklempt. (laughs) So today we are discussing cultural competency and diversity in human service and social work. So we are keeping this DEI train just moving right along. We just keeping it moving. And I appreciate you all for holding space for this topic this month and for the feedback and all of that good stuff. Like, you know, I am at a place with this podcast that nothing is out of order and my people are my people and I'm all right with my people. So thank you people or thank you passionate stewards. Like, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for showing up for this work. And I I appreciate your questions. I do like you all are serious about this. And I, I like that. So thank you. So cultural competency, it has nothing to do with, you know, diversity quotas. However, it is about your ability as a professional to communicate effectively with individuals that vary greatly from yourself, whether ethnically, religiously, socially, or culturally. You know, it is about the organization's ability to make employees and clients feel understood, welcome, and included. Cultural competence can turn the workplace into an open space where colleagues can come together and relate to one another despite their differences. You know, when I think of cultural competence, I think of the example that I gave you all last week about me and a colleague who was a Spanish speaker. And I had a tendency of talking really loud when I spoke to her. Like, she's like, Michelle, I struggle with understanding English, but I'm not deaf. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So to me, that goes along the lines of, but I've received it again. I received it. And thank you for the, Instagram message who appreciated me for my transparency. Look, I'm completely transparent. I don't, y'all gonna get me, Dr. Sherry. And I hold myself accountable before I hold anybody else accountable. So I received the, the good and the bad. And so I received her when she said that to me. You know, it is essential for professionals in human services and social work to have cultural competency because our colleagues, our clients, they come from diverse backgrounds and have unique experiences that shape the people they are. 
Cultural competency helps us understand others' perspectives, their values, their beliefs, which leads to better understanding of others' needs and enables professionals to provide more effective and respectful services to our clients, but it also helps us to be able to show up for our colleagues as well. Professionals must recognize and appreciate diversity to understand and address the client's unique needs and experiences. Nonprofit organizations, we are just as diverse as the neighborhoods they sit in or as some of us even grew up in with unique ethnicities and religions and cultures. One of the things I loved about, and I still love, even though I don't live in D.C. anymore, One of the things I love about Washington, D.C. is that there is so much diversity everywhere, even in the neighborhoods. I feel like it's done a reverse in some areas because of gentrification, which that could be a podcast episode in itself, but whatever. However, there is so much diversity everywhere. And unlike where I am now, there is so much that is open and affirmed and respected and loved in D.C., unlike where I live and work now. So, you know, awareness and understanding of different culture differences can greatly benefit organizations in so many ways. You know, organizations can attract talented individuals, increase employee retention, and foster a productive and collaborative environment when there is cultural competency present. Having cultural competency is essential for every aspect of your organization. Creating a welcome environment that acknowledges, appreciates, and integrates cultural diversity guarantees your organization's success. I love where I'm at now because we do have so many different cultures. So one of my colleagues is from Honduras. Another colleague is from Mexico. You know, another colleague is from Puerto Rico. We have colleagues from kind of all over the world, even though Puerto Rico is in the United States, there is still cultural differences. And we get to have these open, beautiful, transparent dialogues about the cultural differences, or we get to taste the authentic food from their country. Or one of my colleagues, she visited Honduras, where she's from some years ago, and she brought back some of the most beautiful artwork from Honduras. And so I appreciate moments like that because those kinds of moments are very reminiscent to moments when I was back home in D.C., where you got to experience different cultures right in your workplace. It's almost like a little piece of home for me because I'm able to bring this level of diversity, equity, and inclusion and this level of cultural competency right here into this organization. And people feel so comfortable to be able to to do this. And it just, it warms my heart. And it just, it feels good. These things are necessary in organizations when, I can't stress it enough, when your clients see people that look like you, that come from places that they are from, they understand those nuances. It makes client engagement so much sweeter for our clients. Cultural competency is so, so 
important. It's important for client engagement, but it's also important for staff morale. You know, it's beautiful to get to know other sides of your colleagues, to get to know their historical background and to get to know their, you know, their cultural background. It's, it's, it's beautiful for me. It's one of, one of the highlights um, for me to go to work and just experience the different cultures that I do work with. So it's notebook time. So grab your notebook. I'm going to give you five takeaways today that will help you cultivate cultural competency within your organization. And these can be used with your clients or can be used with you and your colleagues. And you can also encourage them with other clients, especially if you're an organization that has support groups and there are other cultures within the support group, you can use these. So the first one, this is one that we learn in grad school, maybe even in undergrad. I think I learned this in undergrad and in grad school, but it's active listening. Active listening, it promotes mutual respect by showing undivided attention and acknowledging the speaker's perspective. When you actively listen to someone from another culture, you communicate that their viewpoint is valuable, fostering respect and inclusivity. Just actively listen to someone. The second is empathy. Understand diverse experiences. Empathy helps individuals appreciate and comprehend the experiences, challenges, and triumphs faced by people from different cultures. You know, it allows them to put themselves in the shoes of others and gain insight into their unique perspectives. It fosters open-mindedness. Empathy encourages individuals to approach cultural differences with an open mind and without judgment. It enables them to suspend their biases and preconceived notions, facilitating a deeper appreciation and acceptance for cultural diversity. You don't have to agree, but put yourself in my shoes for a minute, you know, or just listen. So number one is active listening. Number two is empathy. Number three is creativity. You know, exploring different cultures can spark creativity and curiosity in individuals. This kind of exploration can broaden a person's knowledge of diverse traditions, customs, and artistic expressions. So back in, I think it was 2021, there is a craft brewing company in Wilson, North Carolina. It's called Casita Brewing Company. It's owned by a married couple. And one of the things that they do as a part of community, they, they're just big on community, is that every month they highlight a nonprofit organization. Back in July 2021, Wesley Shelter was the featured nonprofit. And so for the month, we did a ton of different activities there. And one night we did a Latin night. And so all of our Hispanic staff got together and created all of these beautiful handmade decorations. And they played all these different Hispanic games that were very much like games that are played here in the States. Like one of the games was like bingo. 
We call it bingo, but they called it something different. The board looked a little different, but it was very much like bingo. And then there was Latin music playing and a lot of dancing. And then the colleague that's from Honduras, she had just come back from Honduras. So she had all this beautiful art on display. And so it was such a beautiful event that they facilitated, they took charge of, they just did everything for this event. And it was just, it was so beautiful, but it allowed them to show some of their customs and traditions and their artistic expressions. And it was beautiful. This kind of creativity, it can also challenge stereotypes and promote more authentic representations of the culture. Again, I am in, I work in an area that is rural. It is not a whole bunch of people that look like me. Not everyone is always kind to black and brown people, but it was an opportunity that brought different cultures together. And I am all about bringing different cultures and ethnicities and different shades of people together. That event, it cultivated that. People can better understand cultural complexities through art and literature and music and film and food. And so this was one of those moments that there was Latin food and Latin music and people were dancing. And believe it or not, friend to the show, Jancel, that's the night I met her. She was dancing and came up to me dancing and introduced herself. And now she is one of the employees at um, Wesley Shelter. But it was an amazing night that our staff put this event together. And it was it was just beautiful. We had pastries that were from a Hispanic bakery there and candies. It was amazing. So collaborative environments often foster creativity, especially when working with people from different cultural backgrounds, which is one of the beautiful things that, you know, I know we get right at Wesley Shelter. Like there are a lot of things we get right. There's some things we get wrong, but there are a lot of things we get right. And that's one of the things that we get right. This allows for the exchange of ideas and the creation of innovative and inclusive projects. That's one of the things that I am very, very proud of that we get right every time. Number four is appreciation. When we appreciate diverse cultures, we become more curious and eager. We, we want to learn more. This curiosity drives us to seek knowledge, ask questions, and have meaningful conversations that help us understand different backgrounds better. Moreover, Cultural appreciation enhances our adaptability and flexibility when interacting with people from different cultures. This appreciation enables us to navigate cross-cultural situations sensitively, understanding potential differences and communication styles, values, and behaviors. Additionally, this level of appreciation enhances our conflict resolution skills by promoting understanding and empathy. By cultivating appreciation for other cultures, we, nav- we can navigate disagreements or conflicts because it enhances sensitivity and understanding. I strongly believe that a lot of times, to me, there are things that are learned behavior. Someone's hate 
for another skin color. That is learned behavior, period. Someone's biases, someone's microaggressions, someone's overt and covert a lot. This is learned behavior. The same way you can learn behavior, you can unlearn behavior. The same way you can learn bad things or negative things about someone's culture, you can unlearn those bad things about someone's culture and genuinely learn about someone's culture. Don't allow one negative experience with one person of a culture taint your entire experience with a culture. Get to know people. Genuinely get to know people for who they are. I am a believer of once you show me who you are, that's when I believe it. I believe you once you show me who you are. Let's unlearn these nasty, bigoted, racist. Let's unlearn this stuff that's been fed into the brains and the psyches of society. Let's unlearn this behavior to start to show up better for your clients and for your colleagues. Because when you unlearn the behavior, When you unlearn the thinking, the resistance to DEI work, it won't be so hard. Number five is self-awareness. Developing self-awareness is essential for cultivating cultural competency. It enables individuals to better understand their beliefs, their biases, their assumptions shaped by their cultural background and experiences. With this awareness, individuals can recognize and manage their own cultural biases and prejudices and approach intercultural interactions with humility, curiosity, and openness. Be open. It's okay to unlearn behaviors and unlearn what you were, what was instilled into you at five and six years old. It's okay to unlearn those behaviors. You a whole adult now. Unlearn that nasty thinking. Self-awareness facilitates empathy and perspective taking, allowing individuals to appreciate diverse perspectives and navigate cultural differences effectively. It's the foundation for developing cultural competency and building better understanding and communication with people from different backgrounds. This is both for clients and both for colleagues. This is not just for someone who is work who is doing the client-centered work. This is also for you and how you show up with your colleagues because your colleagues are coming from all walks of life. I remember having a conversation with for also friends of the show, best friend Brittany. She works with a lot of individuals who are from African countries. And, you know, there's this stereotype or there is that people from African countries, they talk really loud. They talk very aggressively. And so I remember her and I having that conversation and her, when she started at the agency where she is now, you know, she had to check some of her own stuff. Like, okay, this person, this is because it's a cultural thing. 
I remember when I used to go and get my hair braided all the time when I was in DC and it was the same thing. And, you know, the my hair braider would ask me, I bet you think that I'm arguing. I'm like, I, I don't even know, sis. She was like, no, we're just having a conversation. And she was from Cameroon. And then another young lady who used to do my hair, she was from Sierra Leone. And so they would always, we would have those kinds of conversations about how, you know, loud and, you know, talk very strong. There's a strength to the way she was always talking. And she's like, no, we're not, I'm not, not arguing, not mad, none of that. We're just having a regular conversation. But the same can be said for someone like myself. And if someone were to see me and Brittany having a conversation or me and another girlfriend having a conversation, we will get loud. We might use our hands and we might be labeled as aggressive. But no, we just having a real good kiki time and a real good conversation. So it's understanding cultural differences, understanding and being self-aware that just because this person is talking with their hands or just because this person is a black woman or just because this person is an African woman or African man and talking real loud does not mean that they are talking disrespectfully or does not mean that they're talking mean or aggressively. Don't get me wrong now. Sometimes that's what it can mean. But sometimes, sometimes it all boils down to cultural differences. But it's always worth a conversation. Let's have a conversation about it. I want to understand because I don't want to get it twisted. And I don't want you to get me twisted. So let's just have a conversation. Let's talk about it. So another good episode with some good jewels. I hope today I said something that resonated with you. Cultural competency is just as important for us as human service professionals and social workers as the DEI work that we are doing in our organization. As always, you got to make sure when you are doing this work that you are implementing radical self-care practices into your daily. Because if you are not and you're just going about the day and just doing this work, you will burn out. Okay, so remember, radical self-care is health care and kindness is free. So be kind to someone today. I love you so much for listening. Until next time, be good to yourself and others. Bye. Hey.